Okay, this is this. Yeah. Yo, um, let's just like get ourselves started. Okay, 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 okay. Hello, my hey. name is Isaac. My name is Nadia. And welcome to the table. Welcome. Where everyone gets to take a seat. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Welcome to I the don't table. Know what that voice was. Welcome to the table where everybody gets to take seats. Everybody. Everybody in the club taking seats. <laughs> <laughs> please, please, please take a seat. Please. Will you? Isaac, will you take your seat? I guess. I have to sit down at some point in time. <laughs> so you're saying this isn't the seat that you want to sit in, but like your legs are tired, so you feel like you got to make your way somewhere. You're not going to sit on the floor. I don't know. The floor is sometimes nice. It is kind of nice. Anyway, hey, y'all. Yo. What's up? How have you been, Nadia? It's been too long. It's been literally years. Actual eons. I'm not going to lie to you. Somebody in a meeting yesterday, in a big meeting, a big important meeting, said, I got to bring this up. It's been on my heart. <laughs> said, if we don't do X, Y, and Z, we'll die literally. Now, I wanted to stop the whole meeting. This is this is technically in attendance. thousand people are invited to this meeting, okay? So I was, li- I, I was literally like, will we die? It made me pause. It made me pause. I looked around at people just to make sure that, you know, they caught what I caught. And I even, I nudged the person next to me. I said, we'll die literally, like, we'll die? And so, like, I had a lot of questions. I had a lot of follow-up questions because it was the literal wrong usage of the word literally. And I think that people need to be a little bit more conscious about it because I thought we were going to die because, I don't know, people weren't acting right. And, like, I work in tech. No one's going to die because technology isn't improved or operationalized. I and I know. had to get that off my heart immediately on this episode. I, I think that's really important that you bring up that fact that literally is used wrong all the time. All the literally. time. Literally. Literally. And I honestly believe what you said about tech not being scary that you could possibly die. And I don't know. Have you seen iRobot? Listen, that is not the kind of tech I'm involved in. <laughs> I just say iRobot's kind of scary. Well, robots are scary. <laughs> robots are scary. Okay. That's where I'm at, though. I'm just giving you my update on how I'm feeling. I'm feeling pretty pretty good. Uh, I just have a lot of things that are on my heart. That's good. That's how, are, we, how are you feeling? How are you know. feeling? I mean, I'm here. You yeah. know, I'm back in the swings of things. I just got back from Las Vegas. I don't know what happened. With, like, between the last episode in my life, but I've just been traveling all. All the time. All the time. I just don't know what's going on anymore. You're a ghost in my life now. You're a ghost. I'm in and out, in and out. Like the burger place that I ate at in Las Vegas. Boom. Glad you went there and not the direction I was thinking. (laughs) I was like, ah! And then I realized that's not appropriate. (laughs) Get it together, Natty. I think about burgers. Yeah, burgers. In and out was great. But yeah, I went to Las Vegas. It was super cool. My friend Ariel, shout out to Ariel. She was turning 21. So we were like, hey, let's go to Las Vegas and gamble like legally. But I've been able to gamble legally for a very long time. But You're aged, yeah. She wanted to in Las Vegas. So we went. And then we didn't gamble at all. We just did all the things that you can do in Las Vegas that are, like, there's so many things. Like, I don't know. If you've been to Fremont Street, that's super cool. The Strip is like, eh. Fremont Street, they have light shows above you while you're walking down there. And they have four stages cool. of music. I thought that was the coolest thing I'd ever been to in my whole entire life. That's really cool. It was amazing. I had so much fun. 
I've never been to Vegas. I don't know what it was like there, but also I was under the impression that you go there to gamble and drink really, really expensive drinks. And I was thinking, I don't like gambling because I like to hold on to my money. And when I drink, I want it to be cheap. Exactly. Or paid for. No, it's like the drinks were fairly expensive, but you can like open, like walk around with like drinks in your hand. So I was like walking around the strip like, like inebriated in a way that I wasn't prepared to be inebriated in. I mean, like I kept it together for the most part, but like every time I left the like left Ariel to go do something else, I always ended up falling. Like I was just kind of like, okay, I'm free to be like not an adult by yourself (laughs) and like fall out on the ground. Like oh, I tripped over nothing. This is my life. That's Vegas. I know. You're not falling. Yeah. You're not doing something right. New Orleans seems like that's the kind of place where I just fall. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was definitely holding on to folks <laughs> the whole time. It, it wasn't even like planned. People just were like, let me just hold her up right now. And I was like, let, let me live. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, let's jump into the thing of the episode. Thing of the episode. I wish I want it to be like kids yelling, thing of the episode. Like everyone's. That would doing, be so exciting. Yeah. We should pay that. children to scream into a microphone. I bet you we don't have to pay them. People. I bet we can give them candy. Ooh, that's payment. You're right. That's payment. That's payment. Let me that's reframe payment. that. Let's pay them. <laughs> Let's, pay. <laughs> Let's pay some kids. Let's pay some kids with like really animated voices. Yeah. The kids who will definitely do voiceovers in the future. Let's interview them for this role. Let's figure out what skills they bring to the table. So if they don't have a resume, I don't want to hear them yell out, thing of the episode. <laughs> too much. Too much. Okay. I got high standards. <laughs> I got places I need to be in my life and I need the kids who can bring me there. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, anyway, we're coming out of a beautiful holiday called Thanksgiving, mm. which um, I just wanted to highlight was wild. And I think— Mine was chill. Yeah, mine was just—I <laughs> just don't even know how to describe how getting together with my family is fun, and I do enjoy them. It's just that, like, you really notice how different you are and how much you've grown when you get with your family because they're like, oh, little Isaac, but it's like— now I'm not little anymore. I'm like an adult. You're grown. And so it's like things where I used to never have conversations with my grandpa that were like, I what I experienced is like R-rated conversations. But me and him had like a long conversation about weed and smoking weed and CBD oil. Ooh. And I was just kind of like. Okay, Gramps. What is happening? <laughs> it's like at any point in time we could have been like, yeah, we should go like smoke a J in the back, Isaac. And I'd be like, okay, let's go. Like, but I've never in a million years would have thought that was a thing that could happen. Wow. And that was that was weird. Is this what being an adult is supposed to be like? I guess like actually realizing that everybody's actually normal and all the roles they set in place for you were actually just there for no reason at all. And they're actually all badasses. I think they were just like trying to give us space to grow, right? Like the younger you are and make some of these decisions, you you might you might err on a bad side. I feel like the older you get, the more responsible you are about abusing <laughs> drugs. You know what I mean? Like I guess. I'm not saying that we're supposed to abuse drugs. In fact, I never do. But I'm saying that when you're younger, you're like, I'm just going to do a lot of one thing and not learn from mistakes. Like I feel like you're more likely to do that because you're just like your brain isn't fully developed and so parents are like, "Don't do that ever" because they think that they're actually keeping you from ruining your life when really they're just trying to make you want to do it more. And you feel like a rebel. Is that why I just do everything in excess? Must be. Okay. Crack that code. We should blame them. Crack <laughs> blame that all of them. Code. Yeah, it was wild. So I went to Colorado Springs for Thanksgiving and I was with my cousins who I hadn't seen in a while and they have kids. And so I was the really tall cousin who's like the middle age ground. Like it's like you have all the adults who are like 30 plus mm-hmm. and then you have all the kids who are like 
20 down mm-hmm. and I'm over here at 24 and it's like tall human and You're then in the like middle. the like little kids were like we're going to crawl on him and we're going to touch his hair <laughs> and we're going to like like I think at one point they had put both my hair which I had an afro but I cut my hair but oh, it was yeah. like I was when like, I had my fro I don't have a lot of hair right now no hair at all. <laughs> like how are they in your hair there's nothing to be in they had put my hair into pigtails which I honestly didn't believe could happen That's good look. until they did it in eight different places. And yeah. I was just kind of like, oh, no, this is it. And then they had, like, done that, put me in some sunglasses, had a tutu on me. And it was like, let's play Just Dance. And so I was playing Just Dance and Shades and a tutu. And I was just like, this is who I am now. But I love it. It was great. That's wild. I just love kids. My family's wild, too. They just, like, it's so too much. Wow. Just all I have to say about the holidays is don't create anything new. Stick to the classics. And that's all I have to say about that. I'm done now. You sure you don't want to expand on that? Nope. Mm -mm. I might hurt somebody's feelings. Okay. All right. We will not dig into that because that's not the part we're at. We're at thing thing of the episode. I want the kids to be screaming that. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm still focused on that. Uh, Let's see. My thing. I didn't think of one. So let me talk about the holidays. I... I had a different holiday from you. There were no children. Okay. I went to Portland uh, to see a good friend named Eddie, who we call DJ Eggway. DJ Eggway. For no um, no explicable reason, actually. There's no reason. But DJ Eggway is who I went to see with uh, best friend Liam and Sydney, who flew in from Minnesota, who's from Top City, Kansas. I mean, there's a lot of locations I just threw out. But we all went. To I just processed what Top City, Kansas Topeka. was. <laughs> Topeka. Top City. Top, Top City. Okay. So um, we went to Portland to cook a meal as soon as we got there. We got there like one-ish. And we started making food for Thanksgiving Day. I mean, I brought fully baked pies. I brought an apple pear pie and a sweet potato pecan pie. Both of which, two sweet potato pecan pies. All of which rocked everybody's world because that's the kind of pie maker I am. Now let's pause and talk about how I haven't ate any of those pies. That's what's confusing to me is that you were at my apartment when I had a full pie in my fridge. But since then, there's no more pie left. I was left to eat the pie by myself. There was a day where I was like, I'm in my feelings. Maybe I should eat half a pie. And I'm like that all the time. But there was actually half a pie in the fridge. And I was like, ooh. (laughs) It's there for a reason. True. Get at it. I didn't eat half a pie that day. I ate two slices and then I felt really sick um, because my eyes are much larger than my stomach because my mom likes to remind me. Um, Point is, my holiday was chill as fuck. Um, did, why did you almost censor yourself? Because I do that sometimes. <laughs> I don't know why. I feel like I, I'm so used to being in places that, you know, like value respectability yeah. that like I'm even in the podcast and like, what should I say? But really like, that's dumb. Um, it was chill as fuck. I, <laughs> I was with adult friends who all, you know, like, respect each other. And then this one white kid who was not one of my friends. It was, like, a mutual friend. Of, not a mutual friend. It was a friend of someone else who was really uncomfortable the whole time. Mm. Um, that was a shame. But I was still myself. Made him really uncomfortable. It was a good time. At one point, I had to check him because there, was, there were moments where he kept, like, saying things where I was, like, it sounds like this is what I decided that I was going to be diplomatic about it okay I was like it sounds like you keep asking me questions as if you think I'm stupid I would like to inform you at this time I am not so if you'd like to refrain from asking me those questions 
that would be greatly appreciated. I thought that was really sweet of me to really break it down for him in a diplomatic way, very direct. He looked uncomfortable even more so. All my peers respected me for the commentary. So, you know, it was a really good holiday for me. <laughs> it was a really good holiday. Ate a lot of food, put someone in their place, and, you know, just just really enjoyed myself, um, which is what the holiday is about. Right. It's about enjoying yourself, being chill, um, ate some frozen pizza during the day. Oh, that sounds nice. Yeah, because we were cooking, so we had to eat something while we were cooking. And um, yeah, that's the way it should be. It should be very, very low key. And that was that was like the best holiday. I don't think Christmas will be like that because no. I'll be with my family. Mm-mm. Holidays with families are not low key. Holidays <laughs> with families are hot mess. Yes. And I'm anticipating it. I'm excited for it, but I'm also weary of what could happen. Yeah. I mean, I'm. I don't know. I'm not going home for Christmas because <laughs> I went home already for Thanksgiving. So I'm not going home for Christmas. But I just anticipate being at work. And being like, eh, this is a lot. It's going to be a lot. Yeah. And I'll have stories about family Christmas. You'll have stories about work Christmas. Yeah, work Christmas. It'll be fun. Ooh, okay. But anyway. Yeah. We have segments. We do. Because we have a dinner table. We literally have a table set out in front of us right now. Yeah. And so we have things that we bring to the table and stuff Mm -hmm. that we do at the table that we're going to talk about right now. This moment. Right. So we have Dig In, where we talk about what's going on in pop culture, which you guys will find out. It's about a childhood star who spiraled out of control, but might be back. We don't really know. We have no idea. Not at all. And then we have the Grown Folks table, where we talk about the topic of the day. What? Then we have Who Made the Mac and Cheese? Oh, so glad that somebody made the mac and cheese. But if you make mac and cheese don't necessarily do it with cauliflower. It's not mac and cheese if you do it with cauliflower. Don't even make any damn good. sense why <laughs> anybody would think cauliflower then, belongs in mac and cheese. There are two things in mac and cheese that you can tell from the name of the dish. I'm just going back to Thanksgiving. And I'm just like, this isn't, it's this isn't mac and cheese. Anyway, not the point. And then can I get a to-go plate where we wrap things up and ask you guys a question, which none of you guys asked, answered the question that we asked last. Yeah, literally so. no one got back to us, and y'all We need to know what you use a rag for. Even know how heated this conversation I'm, could get. It did before. I don't even know if I want to go back. I'm not prepared. I can't, I can't bring it back. I'm not going to bring it back till y'all answer that. No, what so. do you use a rag for? I will continue to ask this until my deathbed. No, I asked my kids at work what they use rags for because I just wanted to see Yo, what, what was they happening. Use, what do they use now, for? Now, let me tell you, there was a huge divide. Okay. <laughs> and one side chose your answer. But you can't tell? Okay. I didn't I didn't tell them your answer. You know, I'm, say, I'm, I'm saying, scared. I'm scared. Okay. One side, side chose, chose your answer. answer and one side chose my answer. Yeah. And it was divided by race. But we won't talk about <gasps> it. Until wait a minute, I, yeah, 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 it's wild. I can't it's believe so you didn't wild. tell me this off air. You waited till on air so that I have all these follow up questions <laughs> that I can't ask right now. Divided by race, I don't even want to know what my race is. Okay, well, we can answer that question Later. after this break. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Hey, Nadia. Hey, Isaac. Guess what? What? Amanda Bynes is back. Who? <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> hey? I'm just kidding. I know who that is. Amanda, 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 Am
That's the only vocals I ever want. I don't understand. If she brings back the Amanda show, you have to do Amanda, that. Amanda, Amanda, Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> you know, often that just like pops into my head. Like it haunts me since childhood. What? Where that? Because well, I mean, it's so repetitive. It's like That's when you get a song stuck in your head. That song has been stuck in my head since I was a youth. Since I was a child. A child. Like when I get really, really bored and I don't have any drama in my life or I'm not thinking about trauma. Mm. So it's not very often, like let's just be honest. But during those brief moments of just calm, I hear, man, 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 show. That, is, like, that seems like something that would haunt me. Like I would just be like scary. minding my business and I'm just like, oh, wow, I feel good. I feel happy. There's no voices in my head telling me to kill myself. And then Amanda Bynes. Amanda, man, I'd be like, oh. I'm not going to lie to you. When I tell people my life isn't easy, <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm not <laughs> oh, no. So anyway, she did a paper ma- um, pa- with – she did an interview with Paper, paper Magazine. magazine. Mm-hmm. And basically in the magazine, she, like, told us exactly what happened four years ago, which was four years ago when she told Drake to murder her vagina. Drake. Drake. Drake as we know it, the sixth Drake. Mm-hmm. She told him that she wanted him to murder her Murder pussy. it. Yeah, which at the time – I'm like, she time, was kind of onto something. Because, you mean, know, Drake glue up. You said glue up? Glue up. He glued up. up. Glowed up. He glue glowed up. up and blew up at the same time. Glued he glued up. up. Look, new words. Listen, I'm trying to glue up myself. I'm trying to glue up. <laughs> I'm just trying to glue up myself. <laughs> Yo, okay, so she was so impressed. I'm just trying to recap. I'm, I've missed all of this. <laughs> like, you know, I'm not being that pop culture. Um, like, okay, she was so she was so into Drake and, and his fame and his success and his beauty, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, that she wanted him to murder her pussy. That's what she said. So basically, wow. she wrote in this story, like, there was a period of time where Amanda Bynes was on Twitter and she was losing it. Yeah, I remember like, that. Like, everybody thought I she was bipolar, that. like, all this other stuff. Basically, she said in this magazine interview, like, no, I wasn't bipolar. I just literally quit doing my job. I thought I wasn't good at being an actress anymore, so I quit it. And then I got obsessed with, like, Twitter culture. <laughs> I did a whole bunch of drugs and just tweeted random shit. So basically, she's us. <laughs> I like the honesty. Um, I don't know how that's us. I don't do any of those things. I do that. (laughs) I do that all the time. I don't be on Twitter. I don't be on Twitter just like, actually, the thing is, I'm not on Twitter as much as I'd like to be. (laughs) Like, I fell off Twitter a while ago and I literally try to claw my way back, but then I get distracted by a new thing every day, and that's Instagram. And so um, I wish that I was as active (laughs) as Amanda Bynes was four years ago. Not saying I want to say the same things that she was saying. Mm -mm, I wouldn't say the same things. But. She's very similar to us is what you're trying to tell me. Exactly, yeah. Okay. I like the honesty <laughs> that she gave. Like, But yeah, so she just was addicted like, to a lot of different drugs. And then prescription? All that, um, prescription. Like, like, yeah, I think it was like. The reefer um, probably. Adderall. She took <laughs> a lot of Adderall because, and, you know, Adderall is basically just meth. Mm-hmm. And um, so she just got kind of like overwhelmed with that. And it was causing her to like say things and do things that were like not of her character. And that's yeah. what she kind of wrote about. But she's been sober since she fell off of Twitter. Like she sobered up and she's been sober for four years now. And okay. she, she's thinking about coming back into the game. But, you know, like hesitant about it because the reason why she left was because of the insecurities that she mm-hmm. had with her acting abilities. Although Amanda Bynes has been a phenomenal actress for years. Amanda Bynes has been 
She's so good at what she's she does. She's been doing a lot. She's been doing a lot of work for a long time. She had her own ass show. She had her own ass show. When she was really young, too. Right. Like, and then, like, growing up as a Nick star, like, comparative to yeah. the Disney Channel stars, like, I feel like Disney Channel was bigger, but Nick kids did more shit. They did more like, work. it was more work. It was funnier. All that. She was on that. Yeah. Like, Disney is like, Disney is like, if we were going <laughs> to, not actually, never mind, never mind. <laughs> I was trying to come up with a metaphor. That would have been so disrespectful. <laughs> I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. But I would, I'm going to agree with you. Nick stars worked. A lot harder. Work work a lot harder. They still because do. they don't have they don't have the exposure that Disney stars do. Disney's right. a lot bigger. But like Nick has more soul. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say that. There you go. They got and a lot the thing of soul. is, even with that, like the Nick Remember stars. Keenan and Kel. Keenan and Kel. And how is it Keenan? No, it's Kel who's on Saturday Night Live. That's Keenan. That's Keenan Largest. Kel's the Kel. orange juice, man. He's orange on- juice, orange soda. God. I wow. can't believe I said that. Oh, we should go watch Good Burger. <laughs> Yeah. We anyway, should. we're going. We're off topic. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Doesn't Amanda Bynes was on Nick. She worked very hard. She's a very good actress. Yes. Um, did she in this interview clarify what she meant about Drake? <laughs> yeah, she says she still would like that. Well, yeah. Which is fair. That's fair. He actually is very, very nice. He's a very attractive man. <laughs> He's a very attractive man. Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily let him murder my bussy. I wouldn't either, because that seems actually extremely violent. If I was going to, like, put that, I don't know, in my opinion. In my opinion, like, that's just not what I would say. I just think it's violent. This is another conversation for another day. (laughs) (laughs) This is another conversation. Which is hilarious because I was the one who said, I will murder. You know what? You always tell me not to bring this up. Oh, And you bring it up all the time. Bish. I'm going to say bish for the podcast. (laughs) <laughs> I don't, I don't know <laughs> why you said to yourself. Because no, lately I've just been saying bish instead of, you know. Maybe I if I like bish is like very approachable. It makes me think of Kendrick, you know, yeah, Money bish. Trees. Ooh, yeah, 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 that is a good song. So it just makes me like, it just, it feels right. It feels more on brand to me. Okay. For me to say bish. And we have to stay in our brand. That's right. We have to stay in our brand. Back to Amanda. Back to Amanda. So <laughs> I'm like thinking of all the highs and lows of Amanda Bynes. The lows, not necessarily, I don't know if the Twitter stuff was really a low. I, I think it like, was. I don't, I don't know. There were I don't a lot know. of that stories circulating. I mean, yes, okay, cool. But like, don't you think you have some lows too? Everybody has lows. Exactly. And she has them and Twitter was one of them. Twitter was because one of them. Because she was saying, she was saying like, I just remember, like, I, I forgot about Amanda. I'm not going to lie to you. She I fell forgot. off. She really she, did fall and off. And so, like, I remember at the time where she was tweeting all this stuff, I just remember being like, homegirl is really spiraling right now in a way that I don't know who could save her except for herself, which, you know, she did. She did. So, like, it was just one of those things where I was like, oh, no, 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 girl, you got to stop. Like, just turn off the Twitter. Put your phone down. Eat yourself a full meal. Walk outside. Get a breath of fresh air. Breath of fresh air. Like, take a walk around the block. Maybe grab a burger because it's, like, hearty. (laughs) Like, just a foundation for your stomach. <laughs> because I feel like you've had too much of something, and it requires food intervention. Food intervention. Food intervention. And then, once you got yourself settled, you're a little bit more stable, get yourself a therapist. Have them talk it through. Like, let's talk about this murder commentary. <laughs> like, I just feel like there was a lot of stuff that could have been done. She was definitely at a low of lows. Lows of, low of lows. Mm-hmm. I think the poor. So do you remember the images of like how like she looked and how she dressed at that time? Her hair was purple at one point. She went through that Miley Cyrus phase of like, oh, oh I'm going to be like embracing black culture by like doing all the things other black people are what I see on the internet and what I assume blackness is. And I'm going to like, when she had the um fit, what does he call those? Like the um, snake bite tattoos underneath her lips, like black china. <laughs> 
<laughs> when she had those, I was like, wow. Uh-oh. It's over. That's, that's, <laughs> it's over. That's it. That's, that's it. what rock bottom Game's looks over. like. Game's over. I was like, wow. It looks like Amanda Bynes with snake bite tattoos. Oh, my gosh. Wow. I'm always going to feel good about myself because I have not done that yet. I always think about, like, what I would look like with snake bites. Do you really think about yeah. that? Sometimes I'm, like, really into the grunge scene now that I'm here in Seattle. Ew. I'm thinking that if I just, like, get gauges Absolutely and, like, get some not. snake bites. I will hang out with maybe you. Maybe tattoo my face. I am extremely shallow. <laughs> and I will not hang out with you, at least not in public. I mean, you'll still be invited to my apartment. But, like... <laughs> You come over. We like, can eat some pies. Please. Pie, wine, whatever. But like. You can't mm-mm. go outside. Snake bites in public with me? <laughs> I got a brand in an image. <laughs> Why can't your image involve my snake bites? I guess I can try and see if it looks good on me too. Then we can do it together. <laughs> we don't do stuff separately. No, absolutely not. Oh, no. But you know who we don't do things with Amanda Bynes. But what about high things that she did? High things. Not like think, drugs. I don't know. Highs. Enough about Amanda Bynes to really map all of this out. Easy A. She was on there. She did a great job in that movie. Oh, my gosh. Wasn't that that movie? Okay. You, what? Are we confused about Easy A? I'm trying to remember who was in this movie. Um, Tell me the premise. Tell me the premise. I've seen this. I know I've seen it. Easy A is like the Scarlet Letter, but like modern version of it. It had, what's her name? It's not Emma Watson. Emma Stone was in it. She was the okay. main character. This was the movie that had a quote-unquote Nigerian in it, right? There was, like, a Nigerian character who was not actually Nigerian. Like, the accent was so bad that I was like, why are you disrespecting my culture? What? Wasn't there, like, a side character that was Nigerian? I swear. I haven't watched Easy in a very long time. I haven't either, which is why I'm trying to see if I'm confusing movies or... Oh, maybe we should go back. I gotta watch this. Yeah, we're I just, gonna... I just remember there was a movie, and I think it was in this. It's in this realm of of theme, and I remember thinking, like, how are you gonna do that? <laughs> like to Nigerians, oh, no. like it was like a very, it was like a generic, like it was like what you would think of as stereotypical generic African accent, but they were claiming that this guy was Nigerian, and I was like, he's not though. Okay, all. so maybe we need to revisit Easy yeah, A. Yeah, I don't want to put that out there like that was actually an Easy A because I can't remember what Easy A is about. Yeah, I don't know. Because like all I know is Amanda Bynes' character was the holier-than-thou Christian girl mm. who was trying to make Emma Stone's character be like, you're a slut and da-da-da-da-da. Okay, and that's okay. why she started dressing like the way she was. And she mm. was just like, I'm holier-than-thou and I'm going to be da 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 And she played the fuck out of the role. Okay. She was so good at Here's it. Here's another film with Amanda Bynes. The one with uh, Channing Tatum. <gasps> what is it? What is it? What is it? What is it? It's the soccer one. It's the soccer one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, and she pretends to be a boy. Yes. She's what is boy. it called? What is it called? Whatever it was. Oh, it was so good. It was an awesome flick. <laughs> oh my! I God. recommend it to any friend who needs like something to watch while they're working. You know, like you got some background movie. That's a background movie. That's a quality background movie. There's a lot of a lot of good stuff in it. Oh, such a good movie. Oh, what? She is did it such called? good movies. Yeah, that was good. I watched it. So she's the man. Yes, man. that was such a good movie. It's such that a was good such a movie. good movie. I enjoyed myself. Uh, I watched it a lot as a kid. Okay, I watched it a lot. I'm not gonna lie to you. I, I remember having friends over and watching it. Mm. Um, we have plus to Channing this. Tatum in that movie was Channing Tatum is still fine. I mean, he's fine depending on the season. 
What? Listen, this man, I mean, he's, he's got fine. his moments. He's always. got his moments. I mean, he was fine in Step Up, but he's I don't want to talk fine. about it. <laughs> always. <laughs> he's fine in Step Up. He's fine in Magic, Magic Mike. Magic Mike, you're going to He's say fine that. in Magic literally Mike's trash, everything. Though. It's such a bad movie, but know who's fine? Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. She's <laughs> the man. That was a good, that was a high of Amanda Bynes. Yes. For sure. Has to be. Um, she, the one where she, what was the one? She was like in etiquette school. Is that the same one? Is that She the Man? Where her parents were rich and she had the like. I think that's she's the man. That's she. I yeah. like love how this movie yeah. is the only thing that I know. That's the only thing that I care about with Amanda Bynes. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. um, it's okay. But like the Amanda show was a high. Like that's actually a good show. I watched it a lot as a kid. Who didn't watch Who that? Who didn't watch the Amanda Who show? Who didn't watch that? All those skits. Like that's. She was very. Like for a, like a young, young person to do all of that. That's brilliant. No, and it's like so fascinating. She was on all that too, right? Like she was she had, on all that and the Amanda show. I think she did the all that and then she, and then she went into the Amanda show. And they would think it was just like that sketch comedy routines, yeah. but with children, yeah. which like now is like SNL, like Mad TV, like mm. all of those different things. But it was like so good to have something like that as a child where it's yeah. like, now I watch SNL, I'm just kind of like, this is fucking hilarious. Of course. But they never broke character and all that or. Of the Amanda Show, they were always on. Yeah, they were so Amanda good show at it. Good. Mm. Sketch comedy at its quality. Prime. Anyway, so I have a question for you, Nadia. Please. In the idea Please. of Amanda Bynes, how what does it feel like for you to go through something, and you know, like you're at the lowest of lows, okay. and then you hit that wall, and you're like, I gotta fix this. Like, what does redemption <laughs> look like for you? Coming back for yourself, yeah, it's like not you're necessarily to for you. Attack me on air. That seems. I'm not attacking you on air. I mean, like, listen, I've been through this. <laughs> like all of us. Listen, have. like I think we've all been through. I remember. Well, I I don't, I don't want to think of anything too recent because I feel like we'll get into it in this episode. But like, I do remember, like, like when you're when I spiral in my depression, like mm-hmm. especially when I was in college. So this was like. This was like when I didn't exactly know how to control it as well. I did go through this spiraling Twitter phase. Like, you know when you're like tweeting, 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 tweeting all of your thoughts and feelings. And then the next morning you wake up and you're like, shit. I gotta delete these. (laughs) Like, I have to delete these immediately. Like, I don't want people. Like, I remember like tweeting at bars. Like, I'd be out at the bars and having a feelings, like having some very deep internal struggle while I'm still with my friends and at the bars. And so I'm still like. To everybody's face, like, ha ha. But, like, somebody just said something, like, racist to me. And I'm spiraling in my head, but I don't want to make it a big deal for the people around me. So I'm tweeting and tweeting, and I'm on these long-ass rants. And then the next morning, I wake up with no memory of having tweeted, but I have, like, retweets and likes and stuff. And I'm like, yo, I went all the way off angrily (laughs) and pretty inappropriately, like, with cuss words that I shouldn't be using on the internet while I'm trying to be employed. Like, stuff like that. I remember that pretty deeply and feeling like I really lost, like I was really at rock bottom because I couldn't, not to say that people who do that are, but like, I, I don't know. I, really, I feel it. I took it, I took it a little too far. I think, that I, I'm just different from how I used to be. So, from how I used to be, like, that was that was how I grew and lear- learned, but like, now I, I kind of feel like that's not me. So like, that would be my rock bottom of, of spiraling in that direction. And um, what does redemption look like? For yourself. For myself. Um, Redemption looks like 
And the, okay, so, and I should explain. The only reason that was rock bottom for me was because of the way it made me feel the next day. Mm. So if I, like, because people did, I mean, people like those comments. People agree with those comments. People feel the same way that I did, and I found that I found that um, camaraderie in those kinds of comments. But the next day, I didn't feel like I best represented myself, and that made me feel a little bit guilty about how I presented myself. Like, I wish I wished that I would have maybe, like, not put myself through it because mm -hmm. why I was tweeting like that was because I was putting myself through a lot of turmoil. I was really hurting myself by what was happening around me. And I wished I wished at the time that I would have taken that and been like, wow, like these people aren't shit to me. Like these people, they don't know anything. They said all those things because they're ignorant. They didn't know anything, whatever. Um, and so what redemption looked like for me was like trying to build up that thick skin and, and recognize like when um, it mattered for me to, invest my energy into certain things and when it didn't mm -hmm. and so like over time like I really had to build that muscle and like growing up in Kansas growing up in the Midwest like you deal with fuck shit all the time from like unexpectedly from all angles when you least expect it from people you trust like all the time and at the time every time it happened it was like it took my whole body through a, like a fucking storm, like a shit storm, like every time it happened. And so what redemption looks like for me was like learning how to deal with those kind of interactions and just letting it roll off me and like and letting it like make me thrive. Like mm, you say that shit, but I'm a thrive despite all of the stuff going on here. Like so how do I how do I manage those kinds of interactions and let that propel me forward instead of letting that like momentarily take me out entirely. Um, is that a good answer? That's a great answer. Cool, cool. It came together. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was really thinking about it because like, I mean, I have more recent examples of like what it's like to just really like feel like you're, like the same thing Amanda Bynes was feeling like, oh, I just don't feel like I'm good at what I do anymore. So exactly. that makes you spiral. Um, I felt like that at the time. I was like, I just don't feel like I'm cut out to do social justice work anymore because it's really taking me out every time. I don't feel like and I went through a whole I went through a whole phase of where I just kind of dropped off the internet in that way after being so prominent on the internet in that way because it was like self-preservation. I honestly felt like I was being attacked all the time in public, online, um through people who I really respected, through people I really trusted and then like I just felt like I wasn't getting my messages out the right way and it was destroying me. It was destroying my mental health. Oh my gosh. It's like, okay, I can speak to this in a way that <laughs> I didn't think I was going to be able to. It's like with social justice stuff, it's like you get to a certain point of like, okay, I'm saying it the way I want to say it. I'm putting my own self message out there. I'm being unapologetic. I'm being vulnerable. I'm doing all this stuff. And you're putting yourself out there literally to get like shot down, thrown rocks at, like oh, yeah. just like accosted in a way that you're not prepared to deal with. Mm -hmm. And then you get no to that No one prepares point. you for that. Nobody prepares you for that. And then you're like, I can't do this anymore. I'm spiraling. I feel alone when there's tons of people around me. Mm -hmm. I don't know what to do. And then that... Like, in the same sense, I, I, this also happened to me when I was in college. I was doing all this grassroots organizing in Tulsa. And the next thing I know, it's like all of a sudden I'm the bad guy because I said something in a way that wasn't PC enough for the group I was working mm -hmm. with. Mm -hmm. And then the next thing, you know, I'm there's like a smear campaign of my work that I was doing within the organization. And there was this guy who was trying to rise to power in the organization Ugh. and take over the position I had. And it was just kind of like, one— Organize, organizing shouldn't have any kind of hierarchy, first and <laughs> foremost. That's just, like, BS in itself. But it's, like, 
being in that inner circle was so important to him and he made me look like I was a monster like I yeah. had been like the mo- like I was the most anti-black black person I've ever known in my whole entire life which is absurd which I didn't it didn't make any sense but it was like I can think about it from the sense of like being in spotlight and be- realizing like or having imposter syndrome like I've always felt like I don't fit into any kind of like social justice space fully anymore yeah ever me since too. that day and it's so fascinating well, and how I that think- messes you up I think, how did we like, get here? but well, I don't know because of redemption. I don't know. It's how you hit rock bottom. I think, like, it's one of those things too. Um, redemption for me looks like not giving a fuck. Yeah. Like, I know what I want the world to be like. I know what I want my world to be like. I know what I want things to be like for me. Mm-hmm. What I want for me has a lot to do with what I want for other people, other marginalized people. Um, if y'all don't jive with what I'm saying. It doesn't matter because it's what I want for the world I live in. Mm -hmm. So I had to learn how to just like let things go like, oh, I didn't say it right. Okay, why didn't I say it right to you? Did I not say it right because it actually was wrong? In which case I need to learn from that. If if it's not because I just didn't say it exactly the right way, like, okay, Um, I'm going to keep talking still. Like it's just just one of those like I I think, right, like I was so concerned, especially in the early days in college was like, I just want to. I just want to make sure I'm getting everything right, which I think a lot of people are start there, where they they don't the want to get anything wrong. You don't want to get anything wrong, and that's and now I'm like I'm gonna get things wrong all the time. I'm wrong right now. All the time, I'm gonna get things wrong, and that is how I'm gonna learn things. So I'm gonna keep saying how I feel, learn some more things, and leave behind the people who just like don't want me to speak anymore. It's like sorry, I don't even care anymore. Right. I'm just too. I'm too grown and I'm too tired. And honestly, I put myself through too much hell to like carry that everywhere I go. It's just not me. So that's yeah. what redemption looks like in my eyes. Yeah. I feel like we're probably going to talk off more. <laughs> Go off Amanda. Go off Amanda. Redeem yourself. It's like I need her to completely do unrelated to what I just said, but in the same way, Amanda, you redeem yourself. Don't care about what other people think about your acting career. You're awesome. Amazing. Iconic. <laughs> brilliant. Do she got a man. Uh, she's the man, too. Oh, yeah. oh I would live. <laughs> God, bring Channing Tatum back. Don't bring in another man. Oh, don't bring in another man. Or bring in another man. I mean, you probably could. Let's just like, maybe two men. <laughs> maybe two men. Okay. <laughs> I want to see what kind of plot twist that So. Yes. Nadia. Yes. Just like Amanda Bynes mm-hmm. and ourselves. Yeah. We're going to talk about. What? Growth. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> we always growing. We be growing every day. Because remember that one conversation we had, how humans are just houseplants who get watered by the universe daily. Truly. And need to be cared for. We need to be cared for. And need to be cared for in very different ways. Very different ways. Some people need a little bit more water than others. Yes. Some people need a little bit more sunlight than others. Like... Like, facts, no printer. Like, we live facts, in Seattle. no printer. We live in Seattle. I need the sun. <laughs> I have been struggling for too long. Listen, I talked to a kid earlier, and he was like, I don't need the sun. And I was like, did you grow up here? He it said, was. yeah, I grew up in Washington. I'm like, there we go. That's the only reason. I need the sun. I need the don't sun. Don't be coming at me with, you don't need the sun. No, it's like so weird how people who are from Washington just don't get the idea of seasonal depression. They don't care. I understand they it's dark care. all the fucking time. They're used to it. <laughs> I think maybe they, maybe like, this is what I'm thinking. I don't know if this is the case. Maybe they've already come up with their coping mechanisms. Like they've lived with it. Like so I'm long. 27 years old. So I'm around people who are like 27 and up based, most of the time at work. And like they've lived with it for at least 27 plus years. So like since then they've had time to cope. We've been here for, I've been here for two years. I'm just now learning 
how to cope a little bit. Been here for six months. But th- I think I'm dying. You're not coping yet, I'm but I wasn't at that stage either. <laughs> Literally, it was like I have to leave. Like in, in my mind, I don't know how I'm gonna get through Christmas. Like I was I'm gonna get to Christmas and be just dead. Every day of winter, my first winter here. I moved here in the dead of winter, <laughs> and every day I was like, no, 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 no. And I remember during like the third month of literal. No sun. Like, the winter I was here was way worse than anything you probably will ever experience. Oh, people no. were like, people who had lived here their whole lives were like, this is the worst winter Seattle's ever seen. <laughs> and I remember the third month without sun, I was like, I came to work and I was like, how do you guys live like this? And they were like, oh, no, we broke Nadia. <laughs> like, like I thought I thought I actually was just going to collapse of no sun. Like, I thought that was a thing that could happen. That there was so little sun that I would just die. Man. Point is, we grow. We grow. <laughs> Some plants don't need sun. Some, Some do. Mm-hmm. Like us. Like us. So. We're talking about growth. We're talking about growth and, the, growth and the importance of growth. Because just like Amanda Bynes, like, we see her story. We, like, especially with a lot of celebrities. You see mm-hmm. them go through so much trauma and so much turmoil. And, like. It's almost like they have to televise their resiliency yeah. and televise, like, what's going on in their lives and, like, talk about it all the fucking time. All to the point that Amanda Bynes fell off for four years. We didn't know where the hell she went. We didn't which, even like, ask questions. Nobody asked any questions. She was just gone. We knew she was probably in rehab somewhere. But, like, nobody was, like, checking in and following up with her. It's kind of like Lindsay Lohan, like, how she fell off. And then we I were thought, like, she's yeah. gone. And then she was back on the Oprah show. And then she did, like, an interview. And then it's, like, the same thing across the board with so many different people. Right. They fall off. Britney Spears, oh, my God. Ooh, yeah, she just disappeared. She just disappeared. After she shaved her head, walked into that gas station without shoes on, people lost it. Oh, my God. I remember that. How is that a story that you remember about somebody? That's that's how they treated yeah, Britney Yeah, 2007, Britney Spears was, like, you knew she was going through something. And she got through it. And yeah. now she, but that's the thing, like, for Britney Spears and, like, I don't know why I know this information, but here we go. You must love Britney. I do, I do, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she does not read comments. She's not. Ha- she does not have access to any of her social media accounts. She can't read any news articles about her because she, knows, she knows that it's going to spiral her into that point, and which is that growth. is growth. That's growth. Okay, yes, I'm here for this conversation. Yes. You just brought me to life with a Britney story. You, you know, I can bring you to life with a Britney Spears, Britney Spears story because Britney Spears is Britney Spears. Yeah, she is she still in Vegas? Her. No, not yet. She doesn't come until February. And I didn't know this because I was just in Las Vegas. And I was trying to find a ticket. Because <laughs> I was like, let me find out. I could see Britney Spears. We could go to Vegas together. And we see should her. go to. I mean, yeah. I'm not that invested in Britney, but I've never been to Vegas. So it would be a worthwhile kind of thing. Anyways. Anyway. So I was thinking we we're going to talk about growth, which I wanted to check in with you about something that we had talked about in an earlier episode ah. where we, it was our question <laughs> that we had where it was like, can you be friends with somebody that you were dating previously? And if you can. And you know what? I'm here to come to tell you that you are right. Ah, okay. Everybody, everybody who is listening to this podcast while they work, close your laptop. <laughs> Get you a drink. <laughs> We've all been waiting for this moment. I am here to tell you that I am an adult, okay? I am grown. I have been through some shit. I've been through all of this shit. I haven't been through everything because I will still be going through some stuff. But I've been waiting for this since that episode. I knew I was right, and I didn't waver. Y'all can see me on the internet. Y'all know I didn't waver. I didn't trust any of you who sided with Isaac. I didn't trust any of you. I still don't trust you. I thought you had really good points, okay? I thought you had really good points, but I think you're naive. 
<laughs> you can't be friends with your exes. It's not okay. I'll give the mic back to you. Thank you. <laughs> I've been waiting. I've been waiting. I, no, I'll take it back. I'll take it back. I'll take it back. I can't believe this is happening. I can't believe. I didn't think in my wildest dreams that this would happen today. Not today. I want to call my mom. My mom would be like, yes, Nadia. And that's probably all she'd say. I don't know what else she'd say. But So... <laughs> You can't. We've talked about this kind of a little bit on the episode, like growing from people and yeah. like growing from like people having you, like being in your lives and like breaking up with them and like growing past them and understanding like the points and elements that they brought to your like house plant and like cultivated you with like nurturing seeds, stuff like that. But eventually you can't keep pulling from a bag of manure. You can't. <laughs> That's empty. Mm-hmm. You can't. Or if that manure is soiling your, like, plants and your roots and everything about you, mm-hmm. you can't stay with that person. Mm-hmm. And if you want to keep them in your life because there's, like, some, like, reason for that, if, like, you that's need fine. it for, like, coping or mm-hmm. something of that nature, that's important. That's fine. But at some point in time, you have to let it go. Drop and it. you can't keep using them for the things that they have. You can't. Like me. Which was the only reason I kept this person around. And then I realized when we hung out the last time that it wasn't ideal. It wasn't ideal. And why wasn't it ideal, Isaac? Tell us. It wasn't ideal because people don't change. People don't change. They can, but they don't. They don't because you grow past them. And once you realize after you've been away from a person for a very long time, especially Mm. when it comes in growth. Extended um, period of time for yourself. For yourself. And you learn what that person brought to the table, what they didn't bring to the table, the reason why it wasn't working, and, like, if it was worth, like, rekindling or bringing it back up. Like, sometimes that works for some people. But for me, in that moment, and the one person I was talking about, when we were talking about all this stuff, and I wasn't, wasn't trying to be shady. I didn't even try to bring it up. I didn't even try to use it as a specific example because I'm a good person. But I was waiting, just lurking, waiting for you to realize... <laughs> That that person needed to be dropped. And I never supported that person. You know. You did. I never (laughs) supported that person. I never will. She didn't and she never will. Because I knew. I just knew. It's a snake. It's a snake. (laughs) It's a snake. And I couldn't. Uh, The last time we spoke about this person, I was living for the updates. This was the Isaac I know good and well. This is the Isaac I love. I mean, I love all Isaacs, but listen. This one. Like, this one right here? This one is going to be, this one's going to meet me in East Africa, okay? Like this <laughs> This Isaac has grown, like grown tremendously in the most beautiful of ways. Yeah. That's good. More on you. More, more to you. More to you. I'm just excited. <laughs> I'm just excited. But yeah, so you have to, like the growth from people and like. It's very important to acknowledge, and we have done this before in the breakup episodes and stuff like that, like, growing from a person is hard. It's difficult. It's like those days where you didn't get water for, like, a, like four or five times, and you're, like, wilting because you're a houseplant, and you're yeah. wilting a little bit. Yeah. You're just like, damn, I think I might die. You might die. You might <laughs> die. Because I haven't got water. And then you realize, maybe I just need to, like... Like rotate myself a little bit to the left. Maybe I need to open the blinds a little more. Catch something. <laughs> Catch just a little like, side. Catch a little side. Get that daylight just to beam in. Just hit it one time, and then maybe I need to not be under the comforter <laughs> where I'm blocking out the sun. Maybe I need to get out of it. Maybe I put some new clothes on. <laughs> maybe Take I a shower. shower. Maybe I shower. Maybe I shower. And then mm. once you do shower, maybe maybe this is my favorite part. The one time where I, you know, I was I'm a plant. Okay, imagine Daddy has a plant. <laughs> And I was dying. I was literally, I was crumpled up. I was crumpled up plant, crying my eyes out, crying my plant eyes out, thinking like. I just see a plant with eyes. Big eyes too. You know, they're big and they're crying. And I was like, I can't 
live like this. I remember this exact moment, and I remember texting my friend Christina and being like, I need you to take my plant ass <laughs> to yoga. I need you to go with me because I won't go by myself. And that class, that cl- I mean, I cried the whole class. That class brought me back where I was like, yo, you're going to be just fine. Like, this is going to hurt. But you're going to be just fine by <sighs> yourself, girl. Exactly. Take your plant ass home. <laughs> Make a meal, okay? Get you some photosynthesis and shit. I'm trying to make this analogy keep going. Yeah, we're get gonna you. work this all the way through the episode. And then, like, you know, like be, be, you know, get get strong. Get those leaves all crunchy and shit. Like crunchy, not like dry crunchy. You know what I mean? Like where it's like thick. You, oh, like you the feel thick it, ones when you feel it and you can rub like, it. Oh, there's yeah. there's moisture in there because it's like thick. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like thick. It's thick with two C's. Okay, <laughs> like me. I'm a thick plant. I'm, I'm a thick plant. I'm a thick plant. And proud. Okay, so like. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's like it's one of those things you think you're going to die, but it's like, no, you're not. And you know what's going to keep you alive? Yourself. Exactly. That's what growth is. Keeping yourself alive. Keeping yourself alive. That's growth. Ugh, Ugh. I'm so glad. The thing is, me and Isaac has have reached this place at the same time. I don't, okay, let's talk about this. You know how like, like <laughs> how people are talking about like girls get together and then their periods sync up or whatever? Yeah, our periods don't sync up. Our periods don't sync don't up because one. I don't have one. But Otherwise it would. <laughs> it probably would have at this point in time in our lives. Yeah. But it's like me and Nadia's journey had like hit the Ugh. same walls at the same time. At the time. same time. And it's just kind of like, like, mm, I Maybe was about to say some tea. Maybe it's the energy we bring in our, what? What's the I tea? I was about to say some, <gasps> not some tea, not some tea, not some tea. I was thought, I, thought, I was like, I was going to give yeah. the listeners a little too much information about oh. our lives. I was like, <gasps> let me stop. Oh, you tell me later, tell me later. No, no, no. But it's like, but that goes back into our next so- segment of like not segment, but like, <laughs> it's like topic. Ooh. I thought um, we were going to go. I was like, man, go. we went fast. Growth. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Um, but growth from things and t- like like jobs, maybe. Oh, girl. Uh. <laughs> I have so the thing is, I have so many updates for you. Like in in like I IRL, not URL. Like yeah. I have and like let's like quickly like go this growth from people situation. I mean, like you made your little like. Mm-hmm. But like, I want to bring up a topic. I'm gonna to ask you this because qu- I can answer this question. Have you ever had this question about yourself, where you're like, okay, I wanted this thing, I wanted this thing, I wanted this thing so bad, it made me so miserable. I really wanted it, and then okay, so you go through the mourning, the grief period, and then it's like in your mind, you're kind of like, what would have happened if I did get it? Even after you've grown, so you've grown from a, from a person. But Yo. what happens if this person comes to you, and this is something that just presented itself in my life, like it, while you were out of town, comes to you. And is like, I want you back. I love you more than anything in this life. I need you. I will do anything. I will give you anything you want. What happens if you're presented that after growth? What do you do? I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. And the fact that you brought this up in this moment and I'm about to start crying in the podcast. Okay. Anyway, regardless, to answer your question. When you get to a certain point in your growth process, mm-hmm. when the thing that you want comes back, mm-hmm. you have to reevaluate that thing from where you're at at that point. At that point. And like, but it's also, it's like, for me, it was like a question of, in my head, like two months ago, let's say. Mm-hmm. Two months ago, I was dreaming of this. Two right. months ago, I was like, because you heard, okay, and I can be more transparent on this podcast. So I'm not like private about this at all because I'm, I'm, I've moved over, like through this stuff right. and on from this stuff. Fuck yes. So like, yeah, you better do this on the phone. Tell these people that you moved through this. I moved on. I was moving through. I've moved on. Like you don't understand that episode, the breakup episode, when I told you about the worst breakup of my life. Exactly. (laughs) It has come back 
Of course. And it was a situation where in that episode, after that episode, if this would have happened, if he would have come back to me and said, I love you more than anything, I'll do anything for you, blah, 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 I would have considered. Homegirl would have been like, this is what I really want. Because it was what I really, it's what I had really wanted for exactly. a long time. I was getting, I mean, who knows what would have happened. Like, let's be real. Because like people, people who are on their fuck shit are always on fuck shit. But, Correct. but. It's what I had always wanted to hear, and I got that this past weekend. What I always wanted to hear, and I was like, "Not nah, bitch. No, thanks. <laughs> Thank you. I've actually Next. grown. Thank you. Like, I was like, Next. no, I've grown. Thank you. And, Next. Um, I'm so fucking grateful I actually for my love ex. myself too much to uh, accept any of that bullshit. Like, you got to do you because I'm doing me right now, and you and me are not together. In any kind of way. So please, and thank you, stop contacting me. That's what I did in that scenario. A sermon by Nadia Amafadon. We can sh- close the holy book now and move on <laughs> through our I just lives. didn't know what was going to happen. I felt it in my soul. I was like, everything. Because manipulative text after manipulative text kept coming in. And yo, homeboy showed up in person, too. That did happen. I was there. No, I wasn't at the actual But spiritually but you spiritually, were. spiritually, I knew what was happening myself. And I was like, this was after, because this was after the meetup. This was after the meetup. It was after the meetup? I went to an event, <gasps> and he showed up. Oh, yeah, you knew, told me this, you told me this, you told me this. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to be there, because this is an event that I felt safe going to, because he, like, stopped going a long time ago. Like, he wasn't somebody who would go anymore. Showed up, because he knew I would be there. It was... <laughs> The most jarring thing I've ever experienced. And even after all of that, and like, we'll get into more of that night after the podcast, after the recording, because that's yeah, a little yeah. bit, I'm not gonna do that on the podcast. I'm like, y'all don't, you can call me if you want more details. Like, I'm not trying to do this. <laughs> What's right the now. tea? But like, because I'll tell you, I'll tell you, but I'm not gonna put my business like that on the internet. Like, come on. <laughs> I'm grown, okay? Grown. But like, after all of that, I was just like, yo, like, no, I love myself way too much. To go into that space ever again. And if my my therapist is gonna be so excited to hear this, she doesn't even know yet. Like this all mm. (laughs) we'll find you one. It's It's just like this all, like it's one of those things I've always wondered about myself. Even when I feel like I'm growing, like these tests don't always come up. Like they don't always come up. You never think like if you could get anything that you really wanted, which at the time that's what I really wanted. And if it comes up, how are you gonna respond? And I was like, nah, I love me more. And that has set my, like, weeks going forward in such a good fucking place. I am here, okay? Like, I'm good. I'm so good. What a life to be living. <laughs> I'm just so proud. I'm so happy you're good that I'm good. Wow. Which is, uh, It's just, like, radiating goodness. Uh, so that's my growth from people. <sighs> Growth from people. But yeah, there's also things. You can grow from things things. and places and stuff like that. And like, I don't know why it felt like on my heart today to even bring this up. But it's like my growing from moving here from Lawrence. Yeah. Like like that whole entire aspect of like leaving. Like I knew staying in Lawrence, I could stay there for the rest of my life. I knew that in myself. Not necessarily like find love and be happy there. But <laughs> nah, you don't do that, Lawrence. No, that's not an option. <laughs> but it was like, especially if you're a black or brown person, like there's like... Especially if you're a, a black or brown amount. person and not in school. Oh, God. Like literally there's no... It's like you got to be in school and white or out of school and like 
40 to 50 in a in a married relationship. <laughs> yeah, there's like no there's no in between. No, there's no space for the other God, ones. It's, it's like really if you oh, God. Anyway, but pour something out for the people who are in Lawrence right now who are in that mid-range brown or black and single. God help you. Yeah, because I'm like, I'm over here trying to find people like relationships from like halfway across the country. And it's challenging. It's fucking hard to find anybody in that godforsaken place. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Like, oh my God. You find the same people over and over again. You don't want them. But it was like, I knew I could have stayed there and been so supported and found a job, grew into like, Somebody who probably, ha- like, already has their, like, license at this point. And, like, all this different stuff. Like, so many different things that I could have done. Sure. And could have owned I- a home. I could have, at this point, fuck yeah. Like, I could have been, like, a whole, like, I could have been somebody's housewife. And not been married and still been single, but somebody's housewife. Yeah. But it's, but I knew, like, that wasn't going to feed me my soul in the way that I wanted to be, like, feed my soul because I'm a plant. So they weren't putting <laughs> the nutrients on top of my leaves Ooh, that, that I needed. Bring that back, yes. <laughs> right, yes. Yeah, so you have to, the metaphor, it's there. Mm, yeah. we, so <laughs> keep going, keep going. We can't stop, we can't stop just because we're having fun. <laughs> so it was like, I couldn't get that nutrients that I was, like, craving yeah. until I got out here. And, like, I literally was on the phone with one of my friends, Aaron. And I was, like, checking in, and she was just like, I was like, man, I could have stayed in, like, Lawrence and gotten a job there, and I would have been, like, doing ten times better than I am now, but I wouldn't be as happy as I am now. absolutely not. Like, shit feels like it's so hard here, Mm -hmm. but you know what? I don't have mental breakdowns every single day because I'm so lonely and I feel lost. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just... It's just a thing. It feels so good to be in a headspace that I grew out of, literally by being here, going through a lot of fucking shit, Mm -hmm. and then being like... I can make this work. It's fine. Like, at least I have ocean to look at. Yeah, at least it's beautiful as hell. At least yeah. I can go on a hike in, like, 20 minutes if I wanted to. If I really wanted to, just jumped in my to. car and decided to drive and go see the snow if I really wanted to. Right. Like, drive up the side of a mountain. At least I could go to a location and not know everybody in that location if I wanted to. And then they don't start talking to you about the shit that you posted on Facebook and then you have to relive the trauma that you're going through. Yeah, at least, like, yeah, I don't even want to keep going. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like, I mean, we could have. That, 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 that was a that, <laughs> That was a tangent. That was kind of going to a dark Yeah, place. no, you grow. Yeah. You grow out. Oh, wow. Yeah, me. Oh, I grew out of I grew out of Lawrence so quickly. Uh, not so quickly. I was there for 15 years. That's a long time. Kinda I grew dark. out. I, I grew out of it. I left for New York. New York didn't work out. I came back. I actually had an appreciation of Lawrence again. And then I grew out of it one more time, like four, three, four years later, four years later, probably. And I couldn't be there anymore. I mean, it was like I was done. And then when I moved here, because everyone was like, you're going to come back. You're going to come back. And I got here and I was like, nah. No. Actually, I don't fit in there at all because I grew out of it. There's exactly. There's no part of me that wants to return to live in Lawrence, Kansas. I love going back to see the people that I need to see. Exactly. But living there, please. I grew out of that long time ago. You know what happened? It's like your roots got too big and you grew out of the pot. <gasps> My pot was too small. Your pot got too small. And now you're in a bigger pot. Mm, lots of which pot. Is, lots of pot. Lots of pot. Lots of room. There's lots of pot here. <laughs> Ooh. A pot. A plant. It's <laughs> too meta. A potted meta. plant. I got a big ass pot right now. Oh, but there is also a lot of pot in Seattle. If you were a plant, what kind of plant would you be? I would be a ficus. Whew. I like that word. Ficus. Ficus. It feels good. Mm-hmm. Um... I don't know what kind of plant I'd be. I'm still exploring that. Wait, what are the ones? My grandma likes these plants that are beautiful. If I was a um, flower, <laughs> I would be an orchid. Oh, yes. That's the very that's what I was uniquely of. beautiful, 
very hard to maintain. <laughs> very, very hard to maintain. Not that you takes, found a plant that was on brand. Takes a really, really long time to bloom. <laughs> but once it does, like y'all be waiting for a long time, but once it does, there's literally nothing to be done. At that point, you're like, wow, I can't, mm-mm. There's, Remember that it one is time. perfection and nothing else. That's me. Remember that one time we were in Whole Foods and we saw those orchids and yeah. we both had full mental breakdowns yeah, we and did. we were like, we could buy those. We could. And then I was like, nah, 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 nah. They're nah, hard nah, to maintain. They're hard to maintain. Hard to maintain. But yeah. it is a, it's an actual flower representation of who I am. Right. It is an actual flower. So what other growth things can we think of? Jobs. Hmm. You can grow from jobs. You can always grow um, from Here's a job that you can grow from. Oh, no. A job that doesn't value you. I think this relates to a lot of people. Yeah, true. A job that doesn't value you in the way that it should, whether it's monetary. Sometimes it's not, but whether it's monetary, which is in a lot of cases. Yeah. Um, whether it's scope. So, like, mm-hmm. they don't value enough to give you those challenges that you know you can handle. Right. They're just like, eh, you're not senior enough. That's some bullshit. If they're not meeting the vision that you're seeing... Right, you can like if that. you can outgrow a lot of people's visions or their mission statements or their value or statements or their values. Because the thing about values, here's something that's relatable in my life is that depending on who comes into that space, they change quickly. Yep. Even if it doesn't, even if it doesn't align with the company values, people get into positions of power who should not be in power. Exactly. All the time, and they bring with them their shitty ass values, and those values will not always align with yours, and that is a good time to get out. Very quickly. Get out. Like, doesn't matter. Don't, mm, I mean, like, uh, people are, I know people um, my age probably, I'm not sure about your age, like, you're not that much younger than me, but, like, people no. my age are still holding on to older folks' opinions about, like, loyalty to companies and how much time you need to put in places. And as yeah. somebody who's in communications <clears throat> and tech, and journalism, I have never had loyalty to a company. Like in my in my people don't look for that in my kind of resume where they're we move around quick. In fact, shorter t- tenures at places very common in my field. So like I don't have to worry about it as much. But also that just doesn't align with myself anyway. I don't try to stay anywhere that nobody that somebody yeah. doesn't want me. I don't try to overstay my welcome. I go. And so if if a leader comes in and it doesn't like they have values that don't align with yours. Leave then. Leave then before it becomes a nightmare to work there. Exactly. Trust. I think another thing, I don't know if this is something that you experience in the tech field, but a lot of the times a nonprofit as like a person of color or like as an oppressed like a like like a like person in general, mm-hmm. whenever you are doing extra labor because of the color of the skin or the identities <laughs> you hold, and then people like you just have to do the extra labor, like I'm on so many different cohorts and, like, committees that are, like, pertaining to, like, equity and engagement and in, like, a way that I just, like, overbook myself because I'm just, like, I want things to change for, like, the people I'm serving. Yeah. But even, like, for the people who I'm working with who look just like me who work in different offices, like— I work so hard to do this stuff, and it's it's done on the same hours that I work, but I don't get paid any extra money for that. No. I don't get paid any any, any extra money to literally do jo- a job that people can, like, hire me for. And do you get the proper recognition? Mm, on occasion. That's not enough. It's not enough. But on occasion? <laughs> on occasion should not be the answer. <laughs> and, then, and then also at the same time, I, like— I'm a very vocalized person. I'm still, as much as I try not to be, I get angry very easily. Same. (laughs) And so, especially in job spaces, um, working with um, vulnerable populations, if I'm not capable of 
seeing the reflection of like those individuals in like the staff or the board members or people like that, I will say something. Mm-hmm. And I will say something in a way that is going to hurt somebody's feelings because at that point, I don't care because you make more money than I do. You actually pay me. So if I have something to say and you're not listening to me, that's on you. You pay me still though. If you fire also, me, then sometimes you, don't pay me no more, you need to hurt people for them to hear you. Exactly. And so like, so do it's, it. It's one of those things where if you're at a job and you feel like you have to do that constantly or you're constantly defending or protecting a group of persons or you're defending and protecting yourself because you feel like you're being attacked or gaslit or microaggressed every single fucking day. Every day. You got to go. Leave. You got to get out of there. Find someone who won't do that to you because you will get paid somewhere where they won't do that to you. Exactly. You can go and do the same exact job somewhere else, especially like positions in nonprofits and stuff like that. You can go find that other job somewhere else because, one, everybody, somebody's always going to need help. And so you can get a job helping somebody anywhere else. But also at the same time, you can do that and be safe Mm -hmm. (laughs) and not feel like you're losing your mind every single day. Every day. Oh, man. (laughs) You want to hear... Something that I decided was growth (laughs) in that kind of scenario. So Mm -hmm. I was in a scenario where I was like, yo, I'm being extremely disrespected in the workplace. This is, um, you know, like it it kind of sinks in on you. Like, I don't know how it happens for you. Yeah, it feels like like I'm drowning. When it happens, like it hits me immediately and I'm like, ooh, I didn't like that. Like that's the first reaction in my body. I'm like, I didn't like that. Okay, but you know, you can handle it. You can handle it. You can handle it. I've been taught to have very tough skin and that I'm supposed to handle more than I should. So in my head, I'm like, you can handle it. You can handle it. You can handle it. Then it kind of like seeps in slowly and I feel like this wave of like, oh no. <laughs> like, And I realize about myself, like I'm about to go off on someone. It doesn't matter who. It doesn't matter. Someone. It doesn't matter. Because I need to say my piece I need to to right this wrong. I'm going to do it. And growth for me looked like deciding that I was going to leave the space entirely and give myself time back. So I'm going to take a day off, get paid to take the day off, not use one of my paid days off. I'm taking their time. <laughs> and I'm going to let them know why. So I left the space. I was like, you don't need to yell at anybody today. You don't need to show up as your authentic self right now. You need to show up as your authentic self by yourself where you can tend to yourself. Exactly. Do something productive. Do something productive to help yourself. Sometimes as a plant, you need to separate yourself (laughs) from other plants because they're taking Taking precious nutrients. They're weeds. They're weeds. They're weeds. They're weeds. Sometimes you can weed. You got to get away from the weeds. Got to get away from the weeds. Got to get out. Come on, metaphor. The weeds around you are are moving in and you're like, "Uh -uh." uh-uh. Mm-mm. Uh-uh. Go and try and so kill me. So I did. I was like so proud of myself. I I sent out my little out of office notification. Hey y'all, <laughs> taking a mental health day tomorrow. I may be remote next week to care for my health. Thanks, Nadia. Because not only did I do that very responsibly, I was also very transparent that this place was killing me. <laughs> Mental and health day is code for you're literally y'all trying to fucking kill me. Are killing me. And everybody knew on the team, everybody knew what I was talking about. In which case, when I returned, people came correct and they provided a space and environment where I could thrive in. I have to do anything. And then I was able to sit down and have the productive conversations where I was my authentic self, but I wasn't screaming <laughs> at the top of my lungs because the weeds were coming. For me. And I was like, you know what, Nadia? Growth. Because these people came back not with, oh, we're so sorry, but with solutions, which is what I needed. I was talking to my mother and I was like, if I step back into that workplace and they come at me trying to make me 
make them feel better for wronging me. I swear. I swear <laughs> it's all over for everybody involved. And they did not. They came with real solutions. And I thought, that's growth. I took the time to be my full self and feel good about myself again. And I let them know. I let them know that it was a very serious wrongdoing. And they came correct. That's growth. Yeah. I mean, they, I mean, every, people are still trifling. People are still trifling. Things that are trifling are still happening. But the way that I am treated will not be compromised. Right. And I think it's really important like to know your worth. Yeah, know yourself, know your worth. Know Drake yourself, said it know best. your worth. He did say it best. Like, like that's really simple. That's why Amanda Bynes wanted him to murder her pussy. Still kind of violent. Yeah, it's very, very violent. <laughs> um, but no, like if anything, one, first and foremost, everybody should just like sound off with what else things you can grow from and tell us your growing stories. Please. Tell me how y'all became beautiful ass houseplants. Yeah, I don't want to hear any of that succulent shit. Mm -mm. <laughs> Those things are succulent. pretty easy to keep alive. I want growth. <laughs> I want growth. I want, I want growth. you to be a houseplant where you have to. I have to be taken care of every single day mm -hmm. by myself or somebody else. You know, you always need gardeners in your life. You need gardeners. Right. Like me and Nadia, we houseplants, but sometimes we're gardeners for we, each other. We garden a lot. All the time. In fact. Yeah. I'd be out in that garden in the sun. That's why I'm so black. <laughs> Just kidding. There's no just sun here. here. Just there's out no here. There's here. no sun here. I'm pale as shit. <laughs> <laughs> I put my arm up against another Nigerian the other day. He was like, "You white?" I said, "You right." <laughs> you right there. I can't even fight you that. Right. I'm very. There's not a lot of sun here. <laughs> it's like literally not my fault. It's not my fault. Yeah. But we be gardening. We be gardening. And That's we be growing. Point. And we be growing. And That's all that really matters. So. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Uh, so we are doing the segment, Who Made the Mac and Cheese? Mm, it's cheesy, too. So someone asked us a question. Mm, yes. That is... Can y'all answer this on the podcast? That's how it starts. That's how it starts. <laughs> yeah, can y'all answer this on the podcast? But also, I need advice right now. <laughs> yeah, and that's fair. I mean, honestly, if y'all need to text us in a moment... <laughs> To get some advice, I'm here for it. Okay, I'll take a break. I think I was in the middle of a meeting and I said, "Listen, my friend said they need an answer right now. Let me just take a break." Let's answer that real yeah. quick. So, how do you tell a new friend that you're not that excited about being friends anymore upon discovery that they are really just too white? Trademark. All caps. I mean, not all caps, but it's all capital letters starts. You know. Right. And so, just not white. problematic, just the mannerisms, values, annoying-ass condensation. <laughs> condescension. Condescension, <laughs> et cetera. And uh, Avi, I don't want to, can't explain this. Which, you can't. As a person of color, I don't know how to explain to people what... Just too white is? Just too white Really is. just too white. God. Uh, we've it all happens been, all the time. We've all been here. Like, <laughs> really just too white. And I think maybe some context... <laughs> <laughs> Some helpful context. I'm just gonna be real general about it. It's like it's like when you know they're talking and they're like better than you, like that holier than thou attitude. Uh, when they, whenever like they disagree with you, you know, like okay, so that like you know when you get that feeling, like you uh, like you're you're talking about something and you can just kind of tell that the white friend you're with just doesn't value your opinion as much as they value their point of view. It's like. Mm, I kind of know better. It's like that feeling. Like yeah. you can tell in their voice and their stature almost. Like you just know. It's almost like a spidey sense in the back of your head as a person of color. Yeah. It's like you get hit with this, 
oh, you're talking to them and they say one word and all of a sudden you're just like, oh, shit. Yeah. I didn't I didn't vet you enough. Right. Or, you know, the ones, this is some more context that our friend gave us, but like they are all about the rules. Like they're very judgy about people who do not follow systemic rules. Uh, yeah. Like oh my follow God. things by the book. Like there's a lot of things that people like will like, they'll make you feel guilty about for not doing things according to the rules. But like there's a lot of shit that happens that aren't like like, like we're really uh, y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all no, because my favorite about. example of this is like me playing Uno with people of color comparative of me playing Uno with white people. White people, <laughs> when I play Uno with them, they pull out the instruction sheet. I've never seen that shit before. They pull out the dictionary during Scrabble. Exactly, it's things like that where it's more of like we're going to fact check you. Like, don't fact check me. Don't Google what I just said to you. Absolutely not. If I make up a word on this show, don't Google me. I, I've never done that to you. Just I just made, I made glue. Like pointed. Glue what? <laughs> I like, sounded like it was very pointed. And as, I just got angry. as we all knew from this episode, I went with the glue up. I went glue with up. it and I decided to co-sign it. <laughs> No, white but, people don't do that sometimes. No, they don't. The ones that, that are really just too white. Oh, my God. Do, do you know one time I was walking down the street? No, I wasn't walking. Down, I was walking down the street with a white person <laughs> who was my friend, who is still my friend. Ooh, but still, they the we tea. were walking, and th- I said something, and they corrected some, like, black slang that I said. Absolutely And not. I was like, who are you? Who are you to tell me mm-hmm. how my people say a thing? And I was so irritated. They were right, but I was so irritated. Yeah, you can't be doing that. You can't do you that can't to me. You can't be doing that to people. Like, <laughs> that. that's just not okay. But it's one of those things, like, it's very much, it's a part, and like, I'm now I'm about to go into my academic mode. Please. Like, <laughs> Please, uh, uh, sir, doctor. Doctor. Dr. Isaac Dr. Sanders. 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 Uh, Dr. Sanders. <laughs> um, but no, it's like that part of the privilege that they're not really responding to. Like this happens a lot of the times. It's like um, my friends invite me to things that are super, super bougie. And I'm the only black person who ends up being there. And it's extremely privileged and extremely white. Yeah. And they know that it's going to make me uncomfortable because I talk about it being uncomfortable sometimes. Mm-hmm. And they still invite me to those spaces. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like, but like. I have a really good friend, Jake, who will vet me before we go to those spaces. He's like, hey, Isaac, I want you to go to this thing with me. I'm like, okay, cool. Where is it? He's like, just to let you know, there's going to be a shit ton of white people there. Likely, yeah. And I'm just like, okay, I can handle that one. This looks like a really fun party. Like, it's like, well, he'll tell nothing, me those things. Yeah, there's nothing worse than being invited to something by a white person and not knowing that you're showing it to something that's white as fuck. Yeah. Like, it's just not an assumption I'm going to make. Like, I know that I'm going to have a feeling like you're probably hanging out with other white people, but it's different, like... To hang out with other white people and then to hang out with a space that's other white people in a very bougie white space. Right. Those are very different experiences. Like, I hate being surprised by bouginess. I hate it. I hate showing up to a restaurant that I didn't know was supposed to be hella bougie, showing up knowing that everything's going to be fucking expensive and that you're going to be ordering a number of things and y'all are going to split the bill evenly. I hate that. You know I'm going to show up and order the cheapest thing on the menu. And then when y'all are like, are you okay with splitting? I'm like, you did not just do that to me. I'm paying for my meal. I ordered a $13 soup. A cup of soup for $13. Y'all about to make me pay $30 when you got some fancy ass shit over there. I wasn't prepared for that. I didn't get my paycheck till the next day. Like... So basically, me and Natty are talking hoes. from a very specific standpoint of this has happened to us. Really just too white. It, it happens, happens all, the, all time, the time. And it's really just too white. Like, I don't know. Like, it happens often. Like, it's like going to bougie places. And, you know, 
I am uppity. On like certain I'm occasions, uppity too. I'm uppity. I will go to some of these bougie ass places. Like when oh, my friends invite me choice. to white ass places, I'll go by choice. By choice. But you know what? I also go by choice with a whole bunch of people of color. That's right. And then we act like people of color there and disrupt the space. Right. I also go with, you know, money in my account. <laughs> like, yeah, if it's that. by that's a choice, it's because uh, I just got paid. I'm trying to treat myself and have a good-ass time. I'd oh like to God. show up and be able to get a cocktail, a fancy one, in fact. I don't want to show up and then not know that it's going to be fancy people, fancy white people in a fancy space, and suddenly I feel uncomfortable ordering the IPA that I want to order because it's, like, $7 instead, even though that's too much, instead— right. Of like nineteen for what? Just like I can't even. And this like reminds me all of my undergrad experience because I went to a private college, right? Mm-hmm. And so like the private college had like people who had money because I got there on a scholarship, so I wasn't over here paying a shit ton of money like everybody I mean, yeah. else. But like the thing was, it was like we would go to things and events, and I dressed up everywhere I went. I walked yes, around that campus like I was fucking flawless because you are because one I am two I have really nice clothes and I know how to style them well three. I'm a bad bitch. And four, because if I did, if I slipped up a little bit, I knew somebody was going to say some shit and I was going to be the next black spectacle on campus. Yeah. And I couldn't be like the football players because they was walking around in sweats and I was like, girl, we have standards here. These yeah. people judge us. Which also, them being unapologetic was probably something that I was just jealous about. And I've unpacked that and I've worked through that working now. working on it. I'm working on it. But that was something that I had to like, yeah. because I was like, I'm not going to be in this really just too white space mm-hmm. and have any of these white fuckers tell me something that's going to be like you are not good enough oh he's just like those like like I'm not gonna give you a reason yeah I'm not gonna give you a reason to other me I'm not going to and that like made me develop into an uppity bitch but at the same exact time that was a survival technique that I had to come up with and now that I've decided to be unapologetic most of those people don't talk to me anymore yeah and that was important growth growth (laughs) yeah um, also these really just two white friends friends (sighs) Friends. People are the ones who, like, are liberals. Mm, And they understand, like, you know, they understand oppression. They understand, um, maybe they even understand poverty to a level. Because they have access. But they be making fun of homeless people outside and saying Mm -hmm. some shit about homeless people. Like, they make jokes. And then when you look very clearly offended on their behalf, they're like... But I don't actually mean it. You know what I mean? You know those people oh, where they they're do like it all the saying time. shit and you're like, wow, you just really put down a bunch of people who like literally don't deserve it and have no other choice but to live in the streets because we live in fucking Seattle and it is expensive as shit. Oh my God. And housing, I could be homeless tomorrow. You don't know. You never know. Like, At any point in time, I could be homeless. And I would hope that you would show me some humanity that you're not showing them. And then as soon as they realize that you can school them in all of this information, because I always bring it, I decide to be extremely active academic about it when people put down homeless people right and then i try to hit them with some facts and then when they start feeling embarrassed they're like you know i wasn't even i wasn't even that serious Mm-mm. they get real quiet those are the white people that get real quiet oh my God. they sit at their desks all embarrassed eating their lunch by themselves because ain't nobody want to eat lunch with some okay <laughs> inhumane hold on assholes. i have to tell this story that happened to me today let me tell oh, you let me tell you let me tell you because because happens all the time like I my, my mom I was on the phone with my mom today and I was like driving home from work and I was telling her about my day and I was telling her all the shit I had to go through today yeah, and I talked to my mom too she <laughs> I, my, I was telling my mom about this woman 
in this meeting that we had. And she was, I was telling her that we were coming up with like this project to have like caucus groups because like a lot of people of color were not engaging in the like anti-racism material that we're doing inside of our agency. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, duh, because we don't need to engage in anti-racism because we're the ones like dealing with racism in our jobs. Like that's mm-hmm. the reason why. But I couldn't say that. Okay. So my, I told my mom that I was like, well, we're going to do black caucus, like different caucus groups so like people can go into like their race affinity groups and have the conversations that they really actually want to have. Mm-hmm. And this white woman who is the, like, foster parent of, like, three black boys Mm -hmm. tells me, well, I would like to join your caucus group because I want to know what you've gone through so I can help my children. And I go, oh, no, this is the moment that I lose my job. Uh Uh-oh. Because... Uh-oh. I get it, and I I don't understand the sense like I don't understand the sentiment of a parent because I do, I don't have any children. I have fur I have fur babies. <laughs> I was like, I have fur babies. I thought you were trying to say like faux babies because like you work with kids. Like, I have faux babies. Those are but my babies. I was babies. just like, but I was like, you're saying faux wrong. <laughs> but I was about to correct you because I'm a black woman. <laughs> And I support you. And I'm, quote, unquote, not really just that way. <laughs> true, 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 true. But fur babies, yes. Fur babies. Mm-hmm. I, I get the sentiment of wanting to know how to support them. Mm-hmm. But also, at the same time, I was like, white savior complex. Like, I, you, this is exactly what you're going through. Yeah. But, you know, you can't do that. White fragility is a thing. White guilt is a thing. I don't want to ruin this white woman's life right here, right now. Yeah, me later. So, I'm like, I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. I get what you're saying. I'm going to reiterate what you just said back to you in a way that I think will make you understand why there should be caucus groups. And then she says the same thing over again about how she needs to know this information to take care of her children. I'm like, okay, call your black friend. You probably haven't gotten that, but call him. <laughs> like, because it's not my job to do it. Anyway, after the meeting, she comes up to me. Uh-oh. She has a conversation. Mm. She's like... I'm going to send you this video that I posted on YouTube of my son, who's black. He's 12 years old. He saw a Make America White Again um, sticker on the back of a car, and he got really upset, and he started crying. And he told me to videotape him and post him on YouTube. She actually emailed me this YouTube link. I had no intentions of trying to find it. Um, I saw this video, and it was like literally just this black boy crying because he didn't understand why America was so horrible. So I'm crying in my office. Of course. And then the kids are like, Isaac's crying again in the office. What happened now? Who did something heinous? It's like the kids are like about to fight because yeah. they're my babies. And like they're just and it was just crying in the office because I'm just like, why did this lady send this to me? So I'm like, what the hell? And I call my mom and I'm just like, I don't understand why these people can't get it. Like, these people <laughs> won't get it. Like this happens all the time really to me. Like nobody's understanding anything. It's just like all these white people are trying to infiltrate my mind it take me over and my mom was just like isn't Rachel Dolezal from Seattle Ooh. and I was like oh my god this all makes sense of Rachel Dolezal and it was just like everything clicked and now I feel fine <laughs> like I feel so okay cause there's That's, nothing I can do at this point absolutely Rachel Dolezal created these people ew she thrives among them but the thing is <sighs> the question was we didn't answer it. Nah, we just told, we just we answered we answered who really just two white people are. But how do you tell them you don't want to be friends anymore? I'm gonna start. Stop being friends with them. <laughs> Stop being friends with. Them. Listen, you know what I like to do? Not respond to text messages anymore. You know what? You don't owe them anything. I'm very quick to just smoke some weed and pass the fuck out I to not engage. You know when they're like, "How come we don't want to hang out anymore?" I say. 
I'm busy because you know what I'm not going to do? Labor. And you know what I'm not going to do? Give them my time because they didn't give me respect. Goes right back to the growth process. We are not going to sit here and labor and give you time and not pay me. You need to at least pay me with a meal. Yeah, you better pay for my meal. I want gifts. I want a very expensive drink. Look. I want to be drunk in my bedroom processing everything I had to do with you off of a lot of edibles. I don't want to process when I'm drunk. I don't want to do that. (laughs) But what I don't want to do is be friends with you. And so the way, let's like, I'll give a couple options. One, stop responding to messages. Two, tell them you're busy all the time. Uh, three, give another option. What, what house can you handle it? Three, just literally delete them off of all social media. Ghost them. I don't care about ghost. Ghosting people is healthy. Four, <laughs> um, tell them they're really just too white. And that that's not something you're going for anymore. If you want to labor like that. Because I don't even have the I energy mean, or the capacity tell them to that get to that point. And then not give them any more. That's it. Mm-mm. I'm sorry. No, I'm not even sorry. You're really just too white. Like, just type this out right now. You're, You're really, really just, just too white. white. Put it in a note, copy and paste it whenever the shit copy gets and paste it. Like, And um, put a trademark at the end of it. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. And then five. I think we are at five now. Mm-hmm. I've outgrown you. <laughs> I've outgrown you. And you don't even have the, like, and that's the thing. All of these processes and everything that we've talked about today is only about growth. If you cannot deal or manage with another human being because of reasons that actually hurt you as a human being, they don't give a fuck about you. They don't give Enough a fuck to about actually you. be educated enough to deal with you and do not deserve any of your time no. or any of your space. And it's you just how it them. is. You outgrew them. <sighs> that's really healthy of you. In fact, you should be proud of yourself. And, like, I know that's difficult, especially for people, like, around my age. I know, like, once you hit, like, 26, that threshold of, like, patience for human other human beings, like, goes out the fucking window. Because mm-hmm. you don't have time because you're tired. I'm really tired. And honestly, it's still hard. Like, I don't want to, like, not that, for people who don't think it's hard, I want to be like you. But <laughs> but it's still hard for me. Like, it is very, very difficult for me to be like, nah, bitch. Like, I don't want to, I don't want you in my life anymore. It's challenging. Like, I still feel that little bit of conflict because I'm like a heavy empath, like heavy, heavy. But at the same time, it feels so much better tomorrow. (laughs) Like, like all of a sudden you have space to breathe again. And then you won't be hit with some dumbass comment or a a fucking dictionary during Scrabble. I ain't trying to see that shit anymore. No, that's just so annoying. That has always irritated the fuck fuck out of me i don't know why that's like the one thing that will like send me over the edge but rules doing games are stupid (laughs) when they pull out that they pull out the board game and then they start reading the rules it's like you don't think we can just figure this shit out it's like when people pull out the rule book for like for monopoly all of us have fucking played monopoly it's literally capitalism we do it every day right so like why are you even trying to figure it out like just pass me out my fucking money and let me start buying properties let me buy properties because it's mine (laughs) it's mine anyways that's who made the mac and cheese. Yeah, we just, oh my God. We are, we're a little upset. We had an event. We had an event. Because if you live in Seattle and you're a person of color, you've dealt with this every you day. You know exactly what we're going People through. are really just too white. Just all the time. And you don't have to be around them. And it's like so, even when it's like the good white people, like Ew. good white people at TM. Good, good white people Good TM. white people, trademark. Trademark. It's like, like even in those moments, it's like still like, oh, hey, do you want to go to these protests with me? Like, hey, do you want to go and do this like, organizing? I don't want to go nowhere. I don't want to go with you. I don't want to go with you. I might actually be there. I'm not going with you. I, if I go with you, if <laughs> I go with you, don't speak to me. I'm not here for I'm you. I'm going to start crying. You're going to be like, can I consult? No, no, don't touch me. You're part of the problem. You can go get me lunch. <laughs> Feed me. I'm the, More in food. Fact, I didn't eat before I got here. You, know, you should have been. A, sometimes if I've gone with some good white people, yeah. but. 
Tea. But actually, like the good white people, they bring snacks. They always for have people it together. Like you, like they're like, oh, maybe you need some water, and I'm like, I didn't drink today, and I'm a plant. <laughs> Thank you for bringing me bottled water. Thank you for bringing me some banana chips. Thank you for bringing me a granola bar. You know that I need the nutrients. Bless up, and I'm out. Good white people trademark are the ones who have snacks. That's Remember all that. you need Remember to take that. away from that. Remember you are that. white and you listen to us, always have snacks on snacks deck. snacks in your backpack. Right now. <laughs> Offer it up to the nearest person of color. Because we're hungry. <laughs> we're hungry. We don't we're feed hungry. ourselves. We're always too tired dealing with the fucking bullshit that we have to deal with every single day. Wow, I'm about to go somewhere else. And we're we done. Have to stop. We're done. We're done. We're we done. We're done. We're done. We're done. So if you have a question for us that you want us to answer, <laughs> hit us up at thetablepod at gmail.com yep. or you can slide into our DMs. Or... Shoot us a text message in the middle of the day. In the middle of the day, we'll answer it. (laughs) We'll answer it. We really will give out advice. If if you want to throw me and Daddy into a group chat, it's over. You have all of the options that you've ever needed. But I will let you know that if we do get thrown into a group chat and y'all be going off all day, I will ignore you for a long time. And if I do come back, I probably won't reread what has happened in the background. I'm not good with group messages. I'm just trying to be very clear. Don't get upset with me. Wait, wait, wait. There was this group message that I was in with Daddy, and I I sent this picture. No, I sent a picture, and nobody had access to this picture. Like, Uh nobody had access to it. I still commented. But the thing was, I was having a full dialogue with Nadia about what the picture was, and she hadn't seen it at all. Mm -mm. I don't need to. (laughs) She was just like, "Mm -mm, I don't care. Like, she's like, I don't play video games. I only play games. (laughs) I was like... What? And then she's like, but I can't even see the image. And I was like, what? I was having a whole ass conversation <laughs> without even knowing what the conversation was about. That's who I am as a person. So even if you ask us the question and we don't know how to answer it, you're going to get good advice. Some good answers off the dome. Off the dome. From Nadia and Isaac. Always. Trademark. <laughs> Nadia and Isaac. I just want to trademark everything at this point. So. Hashtag it's trademark. That's how we get it. That's when, that's when you know the segment's over. You be, you be trademarking everything. <laughs> Uh. Hey, Nadia. <laughs> hey, Isaac. Why do we keep doing this? I love it. It's so cute. <laughs> okay. Hey. How are you? Hi. You know who is a good white person train white? Did we just reveal <laughs> the race of our sound engineer? I don't know. Is he? I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, a it's a mystery. It's a mystery. Yeah, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> he told us yeah. about David Bowie, so I feel like everybody should he know that. Us in that moment. He, did, he, he did, saved did, me did, for did, myself. Did, did, did. I was spiraling into confusion. I didn't know who that person was. I, I could see him. I could see the makeup. Oh, Anyways, yes, Daniel. Daniel. We have to talk about him. Yeah, well, Daniel's going through a lot at this moment. Basically what's happening right now in the studio. <laughs> I love it. We looked over we look over into the into the sound box because y'all don't know. Daniel is fashionable as always. Of course. But I think there is a heist happening in the sound booth. All I know is I saw two individuals right. with ski masks. Very brightly yellow. Doesn't make sense for the Doesn't time make any of sense. day. And then a hood. Well, the hood was also yellow. They kind of look like Jabberwockies, like the like dancers. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. yeah. They got sick moves. Jabberwockies, sick moves. not the ones that are currently in the booth <laughs> harassing Daniel. Right. All I saw was a foot go up in the air. <laughs> like there was a foot, and then no Daniel. 
and, and then Daniel's the masked been... men were also not there. So I'm not sure if Daniel was gone. He might have been kidnapped. I hope that Daniel army crawled out. Like, stay low to the gun. Stay low to the gun. I know good and well Daniel can fight. Daniel just looks like a fighter. He's scrappy. He looks scrappy. Like, doesn't look, you know, like, he's not like buff buff. Mm-hmm. But, like, he looks like he would, like, like claw at an eye. Like, just, yeah. Like, you know, he <laughs> looks like, he's like the type of one where it's like, I will do anything to get out of this situation. He might have, like, used a microphone. Yes. Maybe something in the stew he to, MacGyvered like, beat the that hell out of these shit. people. Like, just, like, created a shiv out of, like, like uh, uh, one of the soundboards, like, pulled out a knob and was just like, die. I don't know how you turn a knob into a <laughs> shiv. But... I am proud of Daniel for his resourcefulness. D- Daniel's the only resourceful person because he, one, does this podcast today. <laughs> Two, probably just, like, he's a surfer. Yeah. He also is, like, capable of rocking so many different fashion. Like, different maybe, maybe one of his lipsticks is actually a blade. Honestly, Ooh, I am concerned so cool. that the lamp that used to be, like, right above Daniel and to the right is no longer there. If we were playing a game of Clue. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, like, how, like... Like, which weapon was used? It was a lamp. It was a lamp. It was a lamp. It's it just an arm's lamp. reach. It looks pretty hefty. Mm-hmm. Just like a good knock to the head. That's yeah. how Daniel would survive it. Honestly, I'm a little bit worried about us because we're still in the booth. Blissfully unaware of what's going on because we got to produce an episode. We have to keep going. We have you know to that we're going. very... Even with Daniel's yeah. disappearance, we have to keep going. Because we're disciplined podcasters. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. So with that being said, mm. we should give flowers out to the folks <laughs> that we haven't gave flowers out to in a very long time because we haven't been in the studio to give them flowers. Yes. Okay, who are we giving flowers to? <sighs> I mean, I want to start with the one, the only duo that I love the most. Us. Coley. <laughs> I thought it was going to be you and me. I mean, also that. I was like, duo, our favorites. Wow, so simple. You don't even have to say anymore. (laughs) But Coley, which is Mm. Cody Charles and Charlize McKinney, which is super funny. So (laughs) if you guys don't know, I started the Table Podcast last October. Mm -hmm. And so the- You didn't even invite me. (laughs) (laughs) We, we've already talked about this multiple times. We did not know each other. We ran into each other in multiple same spaces. We just looked at each other and were like, eh, and just moved on. (laughs) Stories, stories, stories. But no, so like this last, no, yesterday actually, we recorded my last episode of 2017, Mm -hmm. which, or no, 2018. 2018, I don't know my years. 2018, which was the tops and bottoms of 2017. And love it. We. (laughs) I shared it because I was just like, this was the funniest episode I had ever created until Nadia stepped into the booth. Of course. And I'm glad that there was a clarification. Yeah, so I was just letting, I'm letting everybody know. <laughs> and um, <laughs> the, the, it was this, there was this funny moment that we're going to talk about, which I'm going to actually have let Nadia, you know what, I'm just not going to bring it up. I'm just going to shout them out, but we're going to talk about okay. that, that video, that like Ep- sound bite mm-hmm. whenever we listen to it together. Yeah, it's literally the I'm funniest so moment ever. It's it's just like what you would imagine because Nadia knows Cody and Lily so well, so well. I wish so I knew you, them right now in this moment here. If they were here, whoa, that would be the best. That would thing be the best episode. Ever. And then throw Darren in there. Oh no, <laughs> I wouldn't. That would that has to be a video. That has to be a video. Some make kind of other production. We have to make that happen. Ooh, yes. Let's do like a creative offsite where we all meet up somewhere. Like it doesn't have to be Seattle, it doesn't have to be Lawrence. Yeah. And then we do like a recording there. Like let's make that happen when we're like, you know, we have Can more we resources. Can we bring Daniel? When we have more <laughs> once resources. Once we find Daniel's yeah. body. And when, once 
Once we figure out what's happening outside of this booth and we recover Daniel, we're gonna bring Daniel. We'll make with it us. happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's yeah, yeah, be yeah. Fun. Good, it's good clarification. Okay, so yeah, shout out to them. Um, I would like to. Oh, I'm gonna give flowers to my babies in the jail. <laughs> These kids are giving me life. <laughs> the Somebody best. on the survey, like the other day, they said they were like, "How do you spell your name?" I gave them my name. I was like, "This is risky. They might be saying some shit about me in a survey." <laughs> I spelled it. It said Nadia is hella cool. One of them today was like, "You should hang out here all the time. You're easy to just kick it with." <laughs> like I was like. Thank you. That's so sweet. Also, two kids taught me what filthy meant. Listen. You didn't know what filthy meant? I had no idea. I'm Why not, did you not ask me? Beca- well, actually, I should I should say no one around me says the word filthy except yeah, for that's, kids. That's a term that was used back when I was in high school. Like, I've never I've never had to ask what is that because no one around me has said that. I work in a predominantly white space of old folks. Like older I'm about folks. to bring Filthy and back. I, this is making me so happy. You don't have happy. to bring it back. It is so popular with the youth right now. Like, are we shocked? I learned, yes. I mean, all the kids in jail. <laughs> all the kids and in all j- the kids in jail are all the kids who are out in the streets. Really? Yes. Why do my kids not use the way Filthy? I don't know. I want to know now. Mm, because they all talk, weird. they like say it so much. And one day I was like, what y'all mean by that? I knew, but I, I just needed them to clarify. Why? Like context clues, it's really easy to figure like, out what yeah, filthy means, but, I was but like, just like, how come everybody that? says that? And they're just like, we don't. Everyone says it, and I'm just like, wow, I learned so much from these kids. These kids give me life. They're so funny. Oh, they're so, wow. and they tell the best stories, and they also give me a lot of advice. <laughs> You know, like about observing when people are talking about you and you need to know, like, I mean, some shady stuff, but they give me advice. Um, so flowers to all of them because they're the realist. Like, wait, I feel like one episode we just need to talk about what we jail from advice, like, jail, jail, advice. Jail, advice. Jail, advice. jail advice, youth advice, because my kids do the same thing with me all the mm-hmm. time. Like, shout out to them right now, because there's this kid right now who like somebody told us like he he gets attached to people and if you do anything to that person he's attached to like the staff member he's attached to he will attack the other child wow, and he like gosh. looked at me and some kid yelled at me and he's like you don't yell at Isaac like that and I was like he loves me <laughs> I was so happy I was like he chose me I'm the one I'm yeah, the, one. You're the one but then also that means that he asks me for literally everything you know what? he deserves everything he does well no not necessarily he tried uh, to steal one of our stretch. Christmas trees it was a stretch it was a stretch he tried to steal one of the Christmas trees and take it into his bedroom and I was like you're getting pine like pines everywhere and he was just like you can clean that up and continue to try and steal wow. the tree and put it in his room and I was okay. just like okay <laughs> flowers right. to the youth that we get to see they're the best um, the youth are our future what are the flowers ooh flowers to a friend of mine who flew out to Seattle to like to support me during a very difficult week um, he heard that I was going through some stuff, some crazy ass stuff, and was like, you know what? You need support in person. So I'm gonna fly out and be there for you. And that was like really nice. No one's ever really gone above and beyond like that for me to like buy a ticket. So like flowers to him because it actually did make my week a lot easier. And I was able to like have some difficult conversations with him and practice with him so that I could go out into the real world and have the conversations with other people. And yeah, that made life great. And I'm on the up and up. Yes, up and up. Yep. Who else? Who else? Who else? Um, flowers to my coworker and partner in crime, yes. Tessa and Ashley. Those two have really gotten me through like these last three weeks of work. I don't know why it's been so difficult, but they've been like really shouting me out. I also shout to Vicky for like just us being the both two brown people in my like like play like space of work. Yep. Like it's so wild being people of color. 
like in a like area or a field where you work primarily with people who look like you who are experiencing homelessness or something like that yep. and then them being like none of these white people get it and us have to be like yeah yeah and I don't know how to fix it. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. well, if you keep filing grievances like the white people tell you to do, maybe something will happen. Like, it's right, right, right. like trying to like be that like beacon of like representation that like a lot of these kids don't have, but also trying to navigate the same spaces they're trying to navigate because it's still fucking hard mm. for all of us. And mm. I think we're both figuring that out now. I love that. Um, flowers to two black women in my life. Yes, black who women. Both work. In corporate America, uh, one of which has been heavily involved in tech, Lakita Williams, who's doing her own business called Co-Create, and y'all should work with her. But she is fucking phenomenal. She's had to deal with a lot of stuff just like me, and we got together for a coffee just to talk about recent events in our life and realize, like, black women always get the shit end of a deal in corporate spaces. In a lot always. of spaces. In a lot of spaces. Um, but we have each other. And we're going to take over and we just need to like empower each other by offering up our resources, our networks and not settling for anything. Mm -hmm. So we had that conversation and it gave me life and it's helped me move forward. So I love her. And my other black woman friend, Susan, who works in a corporate world and she's always and she's also, you know, like she's um, also Kenyan. So she deals with other challenges of not being from here and having to deal with daily offensive, stupid ass questions Daily, daily offensive stuff. And she doesn't want to talk about her hair every day to the nearest white person who she doesn't know. Um, oh and like, you know, I want to give flowers to her for holding space for me this weekend. And just like we spent like a whole weekend together. It just happened to be that I like, chilled at her place. We met a couple of babies together. <laughs> I love that. And it was just a great it was like a really, really rejuvenating weekend of just like holding space for each other and um, and not and like taking some arrest from the white corporate world, which yeah. we live in a lot of the time. Speaking of hair, I wanted to circle back to Ashley, the one of the coworkers I shouted out for like saving my life this like last three weeks. Mm -hmm. um, shout out to her for mm -hmm. tackling the fact that we had to figure out how to take a girl's crochet braids out at work today. And how long were those braids in for? Oh, they had been in there for six months. Woo. And we had, like, mostly her, because I was just kind of like, I don't know what to do. I'm going to figure out what products you need. We're going to go. Like, I'm like, I'm going to go to Ulta. And I'm going to get you everything you need to wash your hair after this. So like, I was Shout like, let me, let, me products, <laughs> let me get the products. Let me get the products. Let me get the products. And I was just like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to figure out how to take these crochet braids. I'm like, wow. Like, in my head, I was like, first, number one, why don't we have a black woman on staff who could help us do this? Because this is one thing that I, like, I'm, now I'm going to have to, like, sit here and look at YouTube videos just in case that this shit happens again. Yeah, of where course. Where I'm just going to be like, I have to be able to do this. But, like, to like her as like a white woman where it's like one of those things where it's like this is taboo this is something that like not necessarily should happen she was just like this is what I have to do mm. and I was just like shout out to her for tackling that and like doing a damn well good job at it because I was like this is terrifying this is like sacred and I don't know how this is happening but you're fucking it up and I'm living which is a message to everybody hire black women that too hire black women well not necessarily in the field of not just promise, hire, black like, like, hire black women. And also take a look at your space and see if there are any black women are there. They're probably not. Yeah, you guys should definitely hire do them. power analysis. Definitely <laughs> look at your corporations and look at the hierarchies and the power that it works in. There's like a lot of things that are going on. We can on give more advice. But uh, like, that's a little something that we like, should get paid for. Um, continuing on. Anyway, those, those are, are flowers. flowers. <laughs>
Those are flowers. Um, <laughs> we got to go check on Daniel. Do we have I to? Oh, what's like any any announcements? We did apply. Oh my gosh, we applied. And we're excited about the fact that we, we did submit our application. And regardless of what happens, like it was a really, really fun creative process for us to really define what we're doing here with the Table Podcast, what we want to be doing with with our podcast, with ourselves, what are some of our dreams? Um, what are things that we want to be able to offer to all of our listeners? Exactly. Um, and it was just great. And I'm really proud of us for going through the process of oh the application. Gosh. And I'm really hopeful. And I'm putting positive vibes out there. And I just feel like we did our damnedest and we deserve it. And it was a good process for us. So it was a really good process. I'm proud I, feel, of us. I feel like uh, there's going to be a lot of updates on like social medias and stuff like that because of all the stuff that we wrote. Yeah. Like I can easily like copy yeah, and we put can them use into all like bios. It's like it's just so helpful to kind of sit down and have those creative processes mm-hmm. and like sitting with each other and just having those conversations were so great. So we applied yeah. for the I think it's like the Google, Google Pod- Creators, Creators Program program yeah, it's gonna be. We'll see how that goes. Like, we'll I'm let you know. Excited. We'll, we'll let, let you know. know. We'll keep you updated. I mean, you'll know when it happens because we're gonna start. We'll making cry. Moves. We'll cry. I'll be we'll like. Probably I'm post sorry. a video of us just crying. Because that's yeah. And you guys should see me cry. It's probably drinking cute. and crying. Honestly, I'll probably we'll probably be at Queer Bar. I'm not gonna lie to you because that's just funny to me that we could be there and record a video like. Well, we did that one time with that Yo, plant video. Yo, we need to go to Queer Bar more often. <laughs> I know, I know. That's I miss what I was that thinking. Maybe we celebrate God, there. Maybe we should, we, there. we should, we should. So. There is a lot of things going on in Seattle in December, though, which are, like, around, like, queerness and blackness and, like, a lot of events that are coming up. So stay tuned for that. I'll probably post them on the Facebook page, on my own and also the Table Podcast. Because everything we keep saying we're going to post, I never do. So, so we will probably soon. Yeah. Um, and then always thank you to Jack Straw. Yep. Um, wait. Oh, yeah. I forgot the website. We're still working on that. Da, 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 da. I mean, we're working on a lot of things. There's so many things. We're, that we're busy working people, on. and so, soon oh when God. we have coins to do more, y'all will get everything we've promised <laughs> you. I promise. We like, just need I coins really because when we have coins, we have time because we work full time <laughs> ass jobs. Full time ass jobs that I do not plan on like letting go of. Like I really do like I doing like, what I do. I like my income as well. Yeah, like <laughs> I got a standard. Of, you know, I'd be brunching too much, yeah, and I need to be able to support myself in that endeavor. So gotta go home and get my page. <laughs> y'all will hear more from us soon, and um, we're really excited. Yeah, we really are. Also, thank you to Jack Straw as always. He said that already. No, I did. I did. Yeah, you did. Oh shit. Thanks again, Jack Straw. One Always. more time. You're the best. This is literally the best space. It is, actually. It's I, like, really cool. This is really, really cool. Like, I really love the opportunity that <laughs> they've given us. It does deserve three like, times. It's, just, it's such <laughs> a good place. Like, if you ever need anything, just come to Jack Straw. They'll point you in the right the, direction. They'll get you some tea. <laughs> they'll get you some tea. <laughs> they'll print off your script for you. <laughs> Maybe Listen. you'll find Daniel if Daniel's still alive. We're going to look for him now. <laughs> we have to, we have to get that. off the air. So, anyway, signing off. Bye. Bye.